everyone, welcome back to Half-Ass Movie Reviews. My name is John. And my name is Matt. And we're going to start off today by reviewing Thunderball, the fourth in Sean Connery's James Bond movies. Four of six, but did you know he also did seven, not included in this stuff? I did know that, yes. bit Never Say Never you Again. talked about that, yeah. Yeah, but... I never saw that, I don't think. But we didn't talk about the fact that Thunderball is what that movie is based on, Never Say Never Again. Really? It's the same book. They're both huh. based on the book Thunderball. So is it the same story? Essentially. Essentially. Is it's, it better than this? I think you will like it more than this, yes. Because it's, it's I, very uh, 80s. I think uh, they're really striking out the Sean Connery. Sean Connery is not my Bond. I've uh, noticed. I, <laughs> uh, well, I figured that out. Because it turns out I've never seen any of the Connery movies. Uh, I thought I have upon watching these. And uh, I'm just having a real tough time here. I, I want to like them. And I just, I really can't. I, I don't know what's going on, you know. On paper, I guess maybe I should like these. But... I don't really don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just how old it is. The just, I'm not interested. I, I'm not I, having a great time. I mean, the Sean Connery <laughs> Bond movies aren't my favorite Bond movies either. They're very dated, um, you know, especially like in the action scenes because this one also features a couple car chases and they have the same problem that they've always had where they fast forward everything. Right, and that the uh, the jetpack that that killed me. He threw on that helmet like. Uh, oh, the uh, helmet's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is the one that where. First of all, Terrence Young is back, who directed the first two James Bond movies. They skipped him in the third one for Goldfinger, but they brought him back for this one. So, you know, they get the old band back together. But okay. yeah, this is kind of when they start going definitely into the cheesy Bond era, because they, there's a lot of stuff in this that I have a lot of questions about. <laughs> yeah, there's some, <laughs> there's some comical stuff in there, like the uh, that stretching machine. That yeah, we were talking about It looked this. like a fuck machine, if you ask me. You well... Know? Because it was just... I, I had questions, like, you were telling me, like, is that a real machine? Like, I know, like, uh, like you're getting stretched out, and I guess it's supposed to pull your spine apart, you were yeah, saying. Yeah, it's like a spinal decompression machine. My chiropractor that I've gone to, um, it's not that extreme. It's just a table that kind of moves a little bit, and, like, because you're laying on it, and it you, you feel some stretch in your back. And it feels good. It does. I, I enjoy it. But, um... As far as being strapped into it, I'm not entirely yeah, they, sure. The girl tied him down. Yeah. First of all, again, he was getting very... He tried to rape this woman, pretty much. He well, was that's like, just not true. Well, I guess not rape, He was though. just coming on to he her. He was coming on to her a little strong, but she said no a lot. Mm. And he still... Did you get your hair cut? No, I didn't get my hair cut. You didn't? No, and I'll tell you why. It's because the barber was... I guess he has Thursdays off. Uh-huh. So it was only the one barber. And he had three people in front of me. And that guy is not as fast as our barber. No, he's not. So no. I just walked in and I was like, I'll come back tomorrow. Gotcha. So that's why I still got the full beard. Um, you guys probably seen him with a shorter beard by now because this is taped in the past for the future. But yeah, I want to get this thing cut off. because no, oh, I wouldn't say off, just tamed. Specifically the mustache because it's a bit out of control. Yeah, I know. But I've always wanted to look like an old western cowboy. Even though I know that... Yeah, well, it's 2023, so... That, not I would just never be able to survive because of the sun. Yeah, that's I would true, definitely yeah. not survive in the old... I'd be... That just, they'd kill me. Right, yeah. It so wouldn't work. Just, I would just have them clean it up. I do need to clean it up. Just a bit. But before we go too, too far off a topic, because I want to get back to the stretch machine, I'm going to give you guys a brief synopsis for the movie because uh, we're going to do this a little bit different because I feel like we're always trying to 
give you guys the plot and everything and it kind of stops us from having our conversation. I feel like it gets a little bit boring for you guys. So we're just going to like kind of do some jumping off points, format it a little different. So mm. the way that this film is, is basically now number two. The number two Spectre guy has come up with this number great... Number two. Yes, which is clearly... Yes. This is where he gets So I'm, I'm actually, after watching these Connery movies, I have a firm belief that the Austin Powers movies are based strictly on the Sean Connery movies. Is that because of the opening scene w with the jetpack when the, the girl turns out to be a guy? Yes, yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. is not a woman. Yeah. That is a man, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I believe that Austin Powers is based solely on the Connery movies because all the bits that they used in that have happened or now so yeah you know. pretty much like number two sitting at the uh, that, i mean not number two but they do introduce number two the same way but everybody's sitting at the table yeah and then like he's the got dr evil petting the cat or yeah. whatever but i don't know who's, what's his name the leader of specter oh uh blowfelt okay again not recast yet here this eventually will be played when we get a face to him by donald pleasance Oh, okay. So still not Donald Pleasance, but when we get a face, and then he's gonna end up be he's gonna end up wearing the same exact gray like thing that Doctor Evil wears, <laughs> which I don't understand. And he looks like Doctor Evil too. Right, right. So that's kind of where the look is based. Yeah, but you're probably right. Definitely based because like I was looking at the table, and I'm like, everyone's got their own seat. They all kind of like look just like generic. Well, there villain. actually wasn't even a table there. What do you mean there wasn't a table? They were sitting in chairs around a big big table no well unless the table went down into the ground because somebody walked right between in the middle of all of them oh. in, in part in that scene oh you're right because at first yeah i was actually a little thrown off by that i thought because he looked like he was like propped up above them a little bit well in austin powers it was a table it was a table but yeah they definitely took that he had even the same set of buttons you know? mm -hmm. except this time he doesn't drop him into a fit uh a pit of fire yeah <laughs> yeah no no not dead Badly, Badly burned. burned. <laughs> <laughs> this time, he just electrocutes the shit out of them yeah. until they die. Right. Again, right. wouldn't work for these guys. They just don't seem like the most lovable group of people. Mm. But number two has this master plan. He wants to take... Basically, he wants to take in these two NATO bombs. NATO is basically the... You know, they control all the nukes. Now, you know. NATO. NATO... It's really funny. Do you know the other term for NATO? Well, the other... other abbreviation or it wasn't this in a uh, jane silent bob or a view skew film or am i thinking of that i one? mean you're close because it's a comedy thing right no well kevin smith was talking about it on a, a recent podcast uh nate he is now part of nato okay because which it, is an alliance of countries in real life well, it's also the National Association of Theater Owners. Really? Oh, you know what? I have heard this before. Yes. So Kevin Smith owns a movie theater now, so now he's part of NATO. Ah, uh, all right. So, yeah, it was really funny that you, that, because like, oh, shit, the theater owners? <laughs> maybe we'll get be a part of NATO someday. Yeah, maybe. And we'll buy the Let's Talk movie theater. Yeah, that uh, sounds financially uh, Why? smart. Why? Theaters are doing great. We can finally uh, we can buy a two dollar bag of well, popcorn. Well, Kevin Smith did it great because he bought his hometown movie theater in Highlands, New Jersey, mm -hmm. and he shows his movies plus like other old stuff. He because he said so it's just like what Tarantino does with the New Beverly in California. Exactly. Okay. They they brought that up. Yeah. Because yeah. they were talking about that. But like so he was just saying recently. They had, uh, I think it was Avatar. Um, they said like 18 people showed up for Avatar opening night or whatever. 
And then the next day or two days later, they showed the Muppets movie, and they had 184 people. See, there. that's what I would want to do if we opened a theater: just show yes. all the movies that we like, and then right. like we can like hang out with people, like, yeah. and like we could all talk about our favorite movies. So that's what he does because there's an apartment above it, and he li- he stays in the apartment for weeks or months at a time, and he does like the events and stuff there. So he's been showing his movies, and then Q and Aing after, and. You know, it's pretty cool. And then uh, Mark Bernardin's doing stuff there. Ralph Garman's there a lot. See, so Kevin Smith gets to live my dream. All his buddies, yeah. Yeah, that's, fuck. Ugh, one day, one day. One day when Let's Talk, guys. And this all really it comes down to you. You know, do you want to see it? Because eventually we could do it. And as you know, I'm not afraid to take my shirt off for it. <laughs> or more. Uh, but anyway, like I was trying to say, because we can get off topic, number two wants to take, he wants to basically take these two nuclear bombs or atomic bombs, whatever, from NATO. So they have this big master plan, very thought out, long-term planning, because it said it took two years for them to change this guy. Yeah, into, the plastic surgery, yeah. the voice lessons and all that stuff. Yeah. And he looks like the same guy. And he fucks up right at the end, because mm-hmm. I knew it right away when he, he was going to die, when he fucking said, oh, you know what? Change of plans. I want two hundred fifty thousand, not a hundred. I was like, "Oh, you're dead." You got greedy. Got yeah. too greedy. That was pretty cool when they put the plane. He land. They landed the plane in the water, and then it sunk down. And then- oh, it was like I said, it was master plan. The way he fucking killed all those guys with now, like, the poison in the mask. This has to be all practical effects. It is all practical. So I think that that's a miniature plane, the landing in the water. What do you think? Supposedly, a lot know. of this budget went to those wa- underwater scenes. Like a this- lot of the movie was underwater. Yeah, yeah, and I actually feel like that's the weakest part of the movie. Is those scenes drag on a long time? Well, that's Very like cool. The entire movie. I think this two hours and ten minutes was a little offensive. It was offensive, and this is me. and a lot of this could you could have cut the underwater scenes. Now, a I lot. I think the reason why they have them is because it's probably new technology. Like they, this movie got a nine million dollar budget compared I think to this, this. Should be like a hundred minute movie max oh 100 percent. oh my 100. god the stuff they should have cut was like i i enjoyed solid like it was definitely a cool plan but i didn't need to see these guys all stretching the the camouflage tarp over right. the plane yeah. then watch them nail it in yeah. and then watch them swim back up and then watch number two go under and give it all you know give it all check over I, like you could have just a couple quick scenes 30 seconds in and out i think underwater scenes were just new to the, at the time yeah and uh you know kind of cool they are cool like the plan like we said is definitely cool like who's going to be looking for a plane underwater it's a genius idea Mm -hmm. but this movie one thing i wanted to bring up you know the opening scene of this movie takes place i guess it's at a church and (laughs) you brought it up already yeah the The, jetpack the way he gets out of this is with an actual jetpack i just feel like the series didn't build up to a jetpack at all like all of a sudden now oh jetpacks like we don't really have jetpacks now no car scenes in this movie no although there was one car scene when he's getting chased on his way to mi6 oh that's right and you get that black cadillac again like speeds off and just somehow hard left turn into the guardrail right yeah blows up he even makes the joke he's like traffic (laughs) (laughs) the one-liners uh Definitely started banging him out here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely full into... This is the bond you kind of know, which I really did enjoy. You know, again, that's when we kind of get into some of the flaws of the film. You know, mm. he's going around. He's definitely just hitting on every woman he sees now. He's not even, like, giving yeah, a care. Like, I think he gets two takedowns in this movie, right? He does, if I'm correct. The, the Bond girl in this movie is Domino, but she is... is that the, That was the Bond girl? 
Yeah, I think she because the but other wasn't she the bad guy? No, Domino is the oh the, the with the black hair. Yeah, the black hair Domino. Which actually, if anyone was paying attention, oh, he gets three takedowns. Because so because he gets the he does actually end up sleeping with the villain that other girl yeah. who ends up who. So there's three, and then the spa girl. Yes, he does get the spa girl. So he wore her down hard because, like I said, borderline sexual assault. There, he's cornering her, and but. Uh, he he wears her down. She wanted it though. In the she's end, like she, you don't mean as she's backing in and dropping her clothes. Like yeah, I know. Like, unless it was just poor acting. Ah, uh, well, that, I'm not sure. Yeah, but, uh, the spa girl like wasn't the best actor. She did not put up a big fight. No, she didn't. Plus, I think she felt bad for him after that guy tried to kill him in the. But did he try and kill him? Like he just turned it up to the highest volume and like left him there and he passed out. Well, that could probably kill somebody or at least injure them very very badly or burn them very very badly. <laughs> Well, like you said, he got up and he's like, oh, I feel like I grew by six inches. Yes. Yeah. Again, I, you know, women were really into Connery back then. I, I don't think he's the most attractive man. Don't see it. But no, I whatever. don't. I also, I think this is the first movie where he's wearing a piece. A gun? A wig. Oh. I, I felt like the top of his head didn't match the back of his head. Because Sean Connery is famously bald. Really? Yeah. His whole life, like, not his whole I've life. I've never seen him bald ever. Really? If you, because they always put a wig on him. But if you've ever seen him without any of, like, the makeup on, he's always bald. I don't know why I said ever. Because he's when he's got white hair, he's bald, right? Yeah. Well, in certain Is he movies, bald in The Rock? In The Rock, no. And The Rock has a very famous scene where he's getting his hair cut, remember? He has the long hair. And then he has yes. a and then he has a haircut scene in the hotel, and then he hangs that guy out the window. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, but he was always bald, even back when they were doing the Bond movies. Did they play a bald Connery on Saturday Night Live? When the yes. Celebrity Jeopardy? Yeah, on Celebrity Jeopardy, he's bald. Was he? Yeah, he doesn't. Um, I think he was. I mean, I love Sean Connery on those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's not what your mother said last night, Trebek. Yeah. <laughs> think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? What with your dago mustache on your greasy hair? Look! <laughs> well, is there truth to that? Like, where did that come from? I'm gonna assume that Sean Connery was on an episode of Celebrity Jeopardy. Like, they did do episodes of Celebrity, oh, Celebrity Jeopardy, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Like, yeah. that was a real thing. And, okay. and I think their sc- the joke is that their scores were always lower than real people. Like, they're not as smart. Yeah. <laughs> so on that, they just over-exaggerated right. and had them all have, okay. like, negative scores. And yeah. Burt Reynolds... Uh, it's not my name. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Sorry. Turd Ferguson. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. If you guys have never seen the Celebrity Jeopardy stuff, that stuff is awesome. Gold. But I still don't understand why did he have a jetpack. Like, uh, and why? Because he's James Bond. You got to make a quick escape, you know? Mm-hmm. No one else. Not too many people have jetpacks, so you're definitely... I think he was the only one in 1965. You're definitely going to get away. He got away. Sure did. He definitely got a... Finally, just went to his car that he had parked outside, and then it's never brought up again that he had a jetpack. Uh, no, but well, wh- they didn't he use one in the previous movie? Did he use a jetpack? I don't know if I he used. I think this. so. I don't know, but this was structured. I could be wrong. I this movie was structured very differently compared to the other ones. Like he goes to MI6, but he doesn't get his gadgets there. He, actually, Q sees him out in the field wearing a Hawaiian shirt, mm. and that's when he brings him. Uh, he brings him a nice watch that he uses, a camera that takes eight pictures in a row. If you can mm-hmm. believe that. iPhone's not around back then. No, 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 no. And the tech is noticeably weaker. A little bit. Right? 
Yeah. I mean, it's the 60s. But like just every time they like turn a monitor on or something like that, it's like, ugh, what you had to do? And then I was reading some complaints from people. I don't know if you have a complaint, but some people who reviewed this have said that like they don't like the fact that James Bond apparently doesn't fire his gun until 90 minutes into the movie. And well, they, he drops it off the roof and it fires, but he, he technically didn't shoot it there. Yeah. Right? Is that... I guess that is true. It misfired. It's not really him, but I guess it's... They kind of just felt like James Bond was just kind of hanging out most of the movies, like in the Bahamas, and they didn't feel like he was... Uh... See, that's how I feel a lot of these movies are. Like, there's no... All right, so in the spa, back to the spa. Yeah. This right. guy tries to kill him, but then he continues his spa day. I know. He doesn't even... He goes he just to the next portion of the, the Well, spa. that's why I asked you. I thought it was a dream sequence. I'm like, did that really happen? Because it just... Like, other than the comment, why would somebody just... You could easily just shot him in the head. Right, but then he just goes right in, into the next segment and he's his next treatment or whatever it was. Yeah, like... In, so well, there, the, there was the next no treatment, I think, was... You, we're just going to lock the guy in the thing and all right, I'm going to go sit on my stretch machine. Or no, the stretch machine was... That was the retaliation, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. I don't know. But silly, very it, silly. Very silly. One thing I liked too was uh, this is such a big deal that these uh, two bombs got stolen that they bring in all the double O's and they yes. have them all sitting down and everything, which I thought was pretty cool. It just shows you that James Bond is just one of a bunch. He's not that special. Right. But do you think he's the best of them? Who's to say? I think he's probably the best. We know he was better than 006. Yeah, we did. But 006 didn't make it in the last one. And we get Felix Leiter back in this one also. I love Felix Leiter. Oh, so that's not the same 006 that's in GoldenEye. No, I don't think it is supposed to be the same 006. Do they recycle numbers? How does the how do you so, get your number? Okay, is so it rank? No, the numbers are recycled. So you haven't gotten to No Time to Die yet. In that, when James Bond retires, hypothetically, they give his number to another one. Okay. And then they become 007. 007 is just a handle. I get that. Yeah. So I guess... Okay, James Bond is a spy. We've seen him do all this stuff to sneak around. Always gives out his real name. Never tries to hide that he's James Bond. Now, in 2023, a simple Google search, you're going to be like, oh shit, that's who James Bond is? Devonair spy for MI6? Yeah, I guess. Well, you know, they didn't have the internet at the time. Yeah, I don't know if in future movies does he use a fake name. I feel like he's always banging Definitely out. Definitely not, because it's always Bond, James Bond. Yeah. You know? So it's just cool to say. Yeah, maybe uh, that... Maybe MI6 goes in and wipes his records every like few days or something like that. So you, if you do a search on him, you can't find anything. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm it's asking... It's a good question. It is. It he's is a good... Some sort of secret agent, but just tells everyone his name. Yeah, that's a... Uh, it's a good plot hole you found. Yeah, I just don't... I never understand. thought of that. Right? I, I always notice him. I'm always just fucking... Because like, when he gets in the car with anyone, he's always... Throws it around. Throws yeah. it around. He has no shame about who he is. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't. He's a good-looking man, I guess. Not my type of man, you know? Okay. <laughs> so, number two. Clearly the inspiration for Austin Powers, number two. What did you think of him as a villain? He was... Okay, you know, he didn't seem like the main baddie, though. This felt like the most, like, a mission. This is like a small stop and a bigger theme. Like, right, you know. he kind of felt like a second in command, uh, number two. My name is number two. Yeah, right, yeah, I yeah. get you know, so I guess he was perfect, because you don't really see... what What's the leader of Spectre's name? Blofeld. Yeah, you know, he's just calling the shots, but he's the, the head guy. Did, did we ever take him down? I'm not going to tell you that yet. So that's a yes. Yeah, he was all right, I guess. Yeah, you know, the thing with number two is, and all these guys, I think they go by rank, and I think that they all have, like, their individual plans, because they, if you saw the beginning, he was pretty mad that the one guy only cleared, like, two million. And he's like, I was expecting more. 
Mm. And number two has this plan to hold the world hostage for $200 million. Yes. Which is smarter than when Dr. Evil holds the world. For uh, one million. One million. You know, I've been frozen for 30 freaking years Throw here. me a freaking bone. <laughs> 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 it just, it's very hard to watch these without seeing Austin Powers in your head. Yeah, I just want to watch the Austin Powers movies now because they are a bit more enjoyable. Def, I mean, I, like I said, I was very entertained with this one. I liked all the, the stupidity of some of the stuff. I had fun. I the mean, fuck machine was probably... Oh, I, I really, laughed out loud. I, I couldn't get past the jetpack at first because... The even, jetpack I, even though I've silly. seen that a million times, I actually forgot it was in this movie. And I just also forgot it's in this the opening sequence. Yeah, the jetpack <laughs> was pretty silly, but the, the fuck machine was... That had me. Well, that's because he's definitely moving slow, and they definitely just like they love to do. They hit that fast forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they do that again later in the movie between a fight scene and number two. (laughs) They just speed it up so it looks like they're going faster, which you know it's of the time. And I guess when you're going to the theater back in nineteen, not a bad method, you know, it worked. Yeah, I mean they still technically kind of do that now with like a lot of chase scenes. It just looks more fluid. Well, you know what it is? I think the cameras are capturing more frames per second. Mm. It's filmed, like, so this was probably filmed in, uh, well, actually movies are filmed in, like, 24 uh, Always 24 per- frames per second. But it's just, they, you know, they could smooth it out more. Like, it literally, like, they were editing. Were these shot in 24 frames? Yeah, this was shot on 35 millimeter film. Oh, okay. They just stopped shooting, like, some Tarantino still shoots on 35, I think he shot The Hateful Eight on 70 millimeter film or something like that, so... Like, you know, nowadays everything's shot digitally, edited digitally. Like, back then, like, the way they were just edited is that they just sped it up. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You know, like, we, that's it. It's very simple. Like, you know, unfortunately, that's how it came out looking. It came out looking kind of like shit. Where was James Cameron? James Cameron, by that point, yeah, I mean, he was alive. He was just, uh, he wasn't raising the bar yet. Yeah. Yeah, he was still around. Imagine if James Cameron made a Bond movie. I mean, this is right up his alley. All the water scenes, he would have loved this. Yeah, I know. And they probably would have been a little bit more entertaining and not as slow. Yeah. Too much on the A lot of CGI we would have got, though. Yeah, we definitely would have. And, you know, this is all practical. That's all right, though. But I did have a hard time when they were doing the final fight scene underwater. Figure out which one was Bond and who wasn't. I don't know if that was just me because of my eyes. Well, Bond was in red, right? But Bond, that was another thing I had because early in the movie, he has that red jumpsuit on too, or whatever the hell Wet that suit. thing Wetsuit. Yeah. While everyone else, it's supposed to be like, he's supposed to like be hiding and he's wearing red. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it was, he was on the red team and the bad guys were on the black team. I got what they were going for. Like, yeah, I guess that's, I, I guess it was easy for the, to, I guess it was there to help the viewer. But again, you're James Bond. Do you want to draw attention to yourself? Because it seems like you do. <laughs> well, he's also, he's always fixing his bow tie and his, you know, so he, he wants to look good. I mean, so he, he does try to dress to impress. He does. And that's how he gets the ladies. But I think that he uses the ladies to get all his information that he needs to. He's smart. He figures everything out. He was the only guy that was able to figure this out. Him and Felix Leiter just happened to be searching, freaking the water. And they're like, you know, he's like, yeah, that wouldn't be down there. And he's like. Or would it? And then that's how they figure it out. He sees the plane, yeah. Yep. And they're in the Caribbean. Yeah, the bombs. It's crystal clear water. Yeah. It shouldn't have been that hard. It shouldn't yeah. have took them two to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, but we wouldn't be able to get it to the last second, you know? Well, that's what the that net on top of was supposed to just look like. Maybe like a rock, a coral, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because so. it's supposed to look like... I guess it was supposed to look like the floor of the ocean. Yeah, you know, you know. see dark spots. Like, if you ever watch Shark Week or stuff, and there, you, you'll see some dark spots, because it's not, like, crystal clear. Well, yeah. it is, but it's distorted. So. I don't watch Shark Week. I love Shark Although, Week. Although, this guy, 
Evil sharks. Yes. Yeah, another thing that Austin Powers took. Yeah, sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their freaking heads. That's all he wanted. Yeah. And what did he get? He got fucking... Piranha, right? Something like that, but he's like, are they... I think it was piranha. It was something that they were also like, were they, were they uh, mutated? He's like, Are they mutated piranha? Yeah. <laughs> I, of course. Okay. To start. Start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Bond, that was actually a good underwater scene, how he escaped from the evil sharks and outsmarted, used the blood from the one guy he killed, he yeah, stabbed yeah, them, yeah. and he's like, oh, the sharks are going to want that. They're going to smell that, so he's able to sneak around the sharks and get out. That was pretty... Before they find the plane, there were sharks in the water. He says, shoot a shark, it'll distract the others. Do you think they really killed a shark? Uh, in real life? Yeah. No. Why not? You're not allowed to kill animals. They Any did animals. it on Friday the 13th. They, they really killed that snake. Did they? If yeah. they did, they probably got in trouble for it. Like, right now, like if you kill something, Peter, like, the, the, anything, any kind of animal, you're not allowed to use bugs, nothing. You're not allowed to, it's I'm all got to be fake. almost certain on Friday the 13th, the snake that they chop with the machete, I'm pretty sure that's a real snake. You could be correct. I, I have no, I so have no information think, in front of me to prove you wrong. Well, I'm saying because it's old. Yeah, so it's So were pop. they allowed to do it then? I don't think they killed a real shark. I think they were getting a lot of trouble even back then. It looked that. pretty damn real is all I'm saying. I mean, so like you were... How would they have really done that? I mean, at I, the time, like, do the, they had the the technology? I don't know. I mean, they did everything practical, so everything that they did, you know, it took a lot of work. That's for sure. Like, that's you know, we're sitting here knocking the effects. It's funny to knock them, but you know, back then, it was a lot harder to make a movie. Mm, you yeah. know, like nowadays, I'm just saying, it looked pretty real. It's possible. It's very possible that it's real. I, I I don't think so. It'd be crazy if it was. I'm just saying, it looked pretty real. Where I was like, I I looked at, it, I was like, I I think that's real. Like I I, I couldn't find. Uh, well, they they clearly like this, but this budget tripled from the previous film, up to nine million dollars. So they had a lot more money to play with. So you're saying that? Yeah, it just it looked better in general. Even the opening credits uh, looked better in general. Like they just looked clearer. And it just you know. Although I don't like the theme song as much this as I did for Goldfinger. Yeah, it's kind of forgettable. But yeah, overall, I, I enjoyed the film. Did you act, did you enjoy the ending a little bit, like with the yacht splitting into two and like it becoming like a hover thing? I remember being pretty tired. I looked to see I had about 20 minutes left, and somewhere in between that 20 minutes, but not quite the end because I woke up like right as like they got into the inflatable raft and then grabbed the hook and, and the plane grabbed them and then it said the end because I saw that. But I, I, I think I dozed off for 10 minutes or so in between, somewhere so, in there. So, so you missed the fight. You get you didn't get to see him, like, you know. So, yeah, I probably missed the... Uh, yeah, because Domino and some engineer on this, Domino, again, is the Bond girl in this. And for anyone paying attention to the, her clothes, she's always wearing something in black and white, like Domino's. So oh, little, the bikini, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's always, like, that was a nice little, uh, I don't know if you call that an Easter egg, but paying attention to costume design, I appreciate that. So basically, she ends up killing number two because, like, he, he had Bond dead the rights, but she snuck up, killed him, and then that. Did she kill him? She shot him. Well, harpoon gun. Yes. Okay, so I did see that. Yeah. Yep. I, it, but I was probably half asleep. I just remember someone getting shot with a harpoon. Yeah, gun. they come out from underneath. She fires the harpoon gun right into him. He dies. They get you saw them on the raft, the family raft that you would see at any water park. And this, I had well, a question. No, it's it's. 
like it's an it's emergency an ramp. Yeah. yeah, but it looks like one of those. It family. looks like yes. Yeah, I know. Like I know. Six, Obviously, six, they six weren't just man raft. He wasn't dragging that fucking raft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wasn't dragging that out in the ocean. No, it inflated. Yeah, and that thing that he shoots up that you know we saw in the Dark Knight that attaches to the plane. Skyhook. Is that a legit thing? Like, yeah, it of seems course. very dangerous. Uh, well, of course it's dangerous, but when you're on the when we got boots on the ground and get, they're getting shot at, is it more dangerous to get shot at or grab this hook and get pulled to safety? I'm not doing the fucking hook. So you'll stay on the ground and get shot. Uh, I'm gonna fight. Yeah, I'm not doing the hook. I, first of all, I don't like flying, and I'm definitely not attaching myself to the back of a plane like that. All right, good. So you stay on the ground while you get on the hook and. Fly to safety. All right. Hopefully you don't get hooked onto something flying like that. That seems insane. It seemed insane in the Dark Knight, too. I just want to make that very clear. He went from Hong Kong back to Gotham City. You get the hook, and then once you're in you know, a mile or so away, you get on the plane. You don't just dangle from the plane the whole time. It's just to get him out of a, a, a sticky situation quickly. Ah. Well, I thought that in the Dark Knight, they attached themselves to the back of the plane, and it was like a commercial plane, and they hung out on the ground, and they had masks on the whole time. Well, underneath the plane. No. He, he got him out of that sticky situation he was in. He was in a jam, right? Well, it was planned. Right. Well, yeah. Because they knew, he, he knew he was going to be in a jam. Yeah. So he gets him out of the jam, right? And, and then they bring him in? Yeah, and then he, maybe he'll climb the rope himself and get onto the plane, or once they're in a safer area, they get onto the plane. They don't just dangle from the fucking thing for the entire trip, unless it's close. I guess. I didn't know. I would I, say I, half hour max you're hanging from that rope, and that's about it. I was having a hard time believing that, that you can hang from that at all. I just, it seems insane. And I believe they're wearing a harness, too, so you just, as it's coming, you just, you hook your hook. It's Yeah, you, like, shoot it into the air, The pla- I guess it hooks around the plane, I guess, or the plane's supposed to go through it, and the hooks yeah. to it, and then, yeah, you're wearing a harness, and it takes you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just find it unbelievable. I don't know. But that's, that is... Um, I can't, I can't deny or confirm if they still use that, or... If it's used often, um, but I'm sure it's been done. I'll I'll never use it once. You know, you probably won't. No, I never will. Even if you wanted to, I don't think you could. No, probably not. There's a lot of things I can't do in this world, and that's. Well, I'm just saying I don't think you have access to that. Oh, I don't. A civilian can't just go do that. But this civilian can do a lot more than other civilians, right? Uh, no. Okay. Well, but uh, one question we've gotten about our Bond reviews, uh, I think it's a recommendation for me if you've never seen this movie. I enjoyed it. I had a great time watching it. Actually, we wanted to start ranking them as we go, and I'm honestly going to go for the top four so far. I'm going to put Thunderball at number one. At number two, I'm going to put Goldfinger. At number three, I'm going to put Fred and Russia with Love. And number four, I'm putting Dr. No. So really, just go backwards so far for me. I'm just going to swap the first two i say from russia with love was my least favorite okay i would say dr no was slightly better all right that's fair i'm enjoying them so far so next week is going to be you only live twice people have wanted us to review the blu-rays as we go i mean you actually have different blu-ray sets so well they're the same discs they are the same discs but matt has the total package that i goes have the complete box set where you chose to buy them individually yeah i bought them all so mine is so this is volume two and this is volume one and actually one thing i was looking at the back they're promoting it digitally on here blu-ray and digital while this is just a blu-ray right which is weird but yet if you go inside you know you get this interior art which we always appreciate the disc for this is missing because i left it in my 4k player because i was watching it before i came here to review 
And yeah, you get them like that. And they're all like this. All of them have, they're just black this design. Matt has all his, they're all yeah, the same. Yeah, mine is a little bit different. It's got all the names on the little slipcover there. And uh, then it just very, very, very plain. Mm. Literally just white. Yeah, I know. There's nothing there that's got the titles on it. And then there's just a ton of discs, so. Yeah, I don't know if I like, I think I like what I did. All of mine come in these cool slip covering, slip cover packages that are designed for whoever is the Bond. So I personally like the design that I got. I think that these are really... Oh, mine's broken. What do you mean? The plastic broke on the thing. It's because there's too many discs in that. Yeah, it's... it's... clunky. Personally, if you get them like this, it might cost you a little bit more. Right now, actually, they're pretty cheap. Um, it, these are both like $16 each. And then if you want to buy the one George Lazenby one, it will still come in a design case like this, but it'll just have the one. It'll say the George Lazenby collection on it, even though it's just one movie. I think I paid 80 bucks for the this whole yeah, box set. Yeah, my way of doing it definitely comes out a little bit more expensive. And so, this ends at Spectre. 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 Yeah, how have you not gotten that? Like, Spectre was just in the movie you just watched. You've heard them say Spectre. You should know how they pronounce it by now. And Ew. thus far, four movies in, I think that the Blu-rays have all been good. I, I really... think the Blu-rays are pretty decent, to well, be honest. Yes. Thunderball was the best looking, in my opinion. But... Especially for older movies. I, actually, Thunderball was the first one where, I th again, yes, they're all faded. Um, mm. The color is not perfect. But the resolution is pretty good. Yep. And overall, they are very, very watchable. Yeah, I think they're all, like, you know, there's really no audio issues other than the fact that sometimes the audio can sound a little bit, like, just dated. But it's it, just source material yeah. at that point. I but mean, they got all the clicks. There's no hiss. There's none of that stuff in there. I'm I'm really surprised they haven't brought these to 4K yet. I don't. I'm going to be really upset if they do, because I literally just finished and got, I have them all now. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't at least get the Conneries in 4K. Yeah. So I don't think I will, will be revisiting these. I I just don't know how much we could add to 4K for these like older ones. Yeah, it'll definitely like HDR. What would do you mean? This is what 4K is built for. For the 60s though, I think that the of course. Yeah, uh, I guess you're probably right. Universal <sighs> Monsters came to 4K, and, and that, those look good too. Yeah, it, the the four, a 4K would really. I think I'm just really trying. I'm just trying to justify it in my head because I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to buy it and then I'm going to have to watch them all again on 4K and I'm going to be upset that I yeah, just... Yeah, that is all you, my friend, because... Yeah, if we do this again, it'll, and I will, because... Like, I'm good with this. I think the only ones... <clears throat> I can't speak for Roger Moore yet because it's been a while and I, I, wanna, I can't wait to rewatch those, but I think I would... As of right now, if everything got announced, I would start with Pierce Bronson and do him and Daniel Craig in 4K. I really know. I already know. You're gonna I think when we get to the Daniel Craig, I'm just going to get the 4Ks for that because I don't have them. And I think I'm just going to... I'm probably going to finish up and finish to get... No, because I'm only missing one on 4K. I'm only missing uh, Quantum of Solace. I might get it just because I have to watch it anyway. Might as well watch it in the best format possible. Yeah, I'm going to definitely just bypass the Blu-rays in here and do the Daniel Craig's in 4K. Because when we get to the Daniel Craig's, my Daniel Craig collection is very sloppy. They made these in a 4K, I mean, in a 4K steelbook. Looks just like this. And then they made it in a regular Blu-ray steelbook that I have. And that only goes up to Spectre. Then I have Spectre on 4K. I have uh, GoldenEye on Blu-ray. It's just... It's a mess once you get to a certain point. For you. See, I have them all neat, tight in one, one place. Yeah, I just don't like how those... I don't like that flipping. I don't like the, the amount of discs in there like that. It just looks... It, yeah, it, it, would, right. it bothers me, is all. Like, the yeah, Xbox collection like that. I would have liked something a little bit nicer, but... 
whatever. And these Blu-rays, like we said, so far, very solid. And I know once we... And you're going to like the Dalton ones. You're going to want those on 4K. I know you're going to like the Dalton ones. Yeah, like I said, I haven't seen them yet, so I will make my choice there. As of, as it stands right now, I would get Bronson and uh, Daniel Craig. Yep. And you haven't even seen Daniel Craig, so that's sight unseen. Well, I know those are going to be great. Yeah, they are. You're going to love so. them. Except for Quantum of Solace, in my opinion. Which I'm very excited, because that's the only one that got a video game. And it's a good game. It is. It is a good game, so it is odd. So anyway, guys, that is going to do it for us here on another episode of Half-Ass Movie Reviews. Next week is going to be You Only Live Twice. But or, we, or, Austin Pass, or Austin Powers. Yeah, actually, you know what? We're doing it. We're doing it. Next week's going to be International Man of Mystery. So if you're keeping up with us and you're watching along with us, Need a palate cleanser. Yeah. This way we can get Matt a little bit excited, you know, get that energy back, that old Matt dumb energy that we're all so used to. And we want to get that back with Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery from 1997. Mm. So that's what we're going to do next week, guys. And if you like these reviews, these half-assed movie reviews, nothing helps this channel out more than by you liking this video, subscribing to the channel. And then while you're down there subscribing to the channel, why don't you search for us on all podcast services, give us a five-star rating there, maybe write a review. And then when you're done doing all of that, I want you guys to put a tuxedo on, go to your nice, classy place, start playing cards like James Bond does, win like James Bond does, and while you're sitting at that table, turn to the guy to your left and say, you ever heard of Let's Talk Physical Media? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, have a good one. Mm -hmm.